We're now talking with Decatur Mayor Julie Moore Wolf at 710 on 927, 947, and 970 AM. I'm Greg Bishop. You can always contact me on social media. Just search out Bishop on Air. Also, if you need to email me, pretty simple. I can do what I can to respond. Bishop on Air at gmail.com. Mayor, I want to send my condolences to you and your family. Uh, you had just uh, a loss uh, in your family, someone close to you. Um, and I can't imagine, especially in the era of COVID, how that's impacted you guys. So I appreciate you taking time with us this morning. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, we lost my 96-year-old mom, and uh, we are saying goodbye to her this week. And, you know, it's, it's very bittersweet because COVID really um, made her a prisoner in her long-term care facility where, you know, she didn't hear well, so talking on the phone was not good. And, you know, it's just, it's really hard. And I have so much empathy for all of these of our older citizens that have just been cut off from the world um, in the past year, which is why it's so important that we get a handle on COVID and get everybody vaccinated as quickly as we can. Yeah, and it's not just uh, elderly citizens. Uh, I have a brother who lives in a uh, long-term care facility, uh, or did, uh, down in Missouri for gosh months uh and and yeah it was it was like lockdown uh we couldn't yeah. visit him he couldn't uh, come out and hang out with uh, my other brother that lives close to there uh so yeah, it's 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 you definitely have to um feel for for those who are going through that so again our condolences to you and your family Thank you. um let's get to talking about uh, covid19 of course we've seen uh, some relaxation of mitigation efforts and uh decatur is in region six of the state you guys are now in tier one phase four uh what does that mean for the businesses in your district? Well, fortunately, we were able to open up legally <laughs> 25 uh, our restaurants uh, to 25% capacity. And that's, that's been huge because um, a lot of the communities right around Decatur were opening theirs. And I don't have any authority over uh, those establishments, but it was really, if you could go just outside of town and go to a restaurant, but you couldn't go in town, it was really hard on the Decatur businesses. But, you know, we were very concerned about liability issues um, that the city could face if we went against uh, the state's rules and regulations. So uh, we were supposed to vote on it Monday night, fortunately, Monday afternoon, I'm sorry, Tuesday night. Uh, fortunately, um, Monday afternoon, you know, word came that we were moving into tier one, our restaurants could open. And so, we're very, very happy about that. That being said, our numbers are going down, which is a good thing. But we had three deaths yesterday. You know, one was a person in uh, their 50s, one in their 60s. Uh, so this is not over. We've got to be continue to be vigilant. I know the city of Springfield, uh, of course, they were kind of yo-yoing back and forth, right? Uh, uh, not following the governor's orders and then uh, following the governor's orders and then not following the governor's orders again. Uh, a little bit of confusion as to you know where we're at and where we're going. Uh, but one thing that the the mayor in Springfield did, and I'm curious to, to see if uh, Decatur is going to do anything similar, um, and that's waiving uh, fees for businesses like bars and restaurants. Uh, and I believe there's even an effort to, to waive a, a video gaming fee on the local level in Springfield. Is is Decatur uh, looking at any types of uh, similar uh, economic, uh, I guess, relief that, that you guys could possibly provide for those businesses? Yes, and we've already taken some of those steps. Um, instead of charging the establishments, you know, like um, the local, the wagon, uh, a local restaurant here, uh, the $400 terminal fee per you know, machine, uh, we have put that fee onto the people who actually own the machines that are mostly out-of-town owners. Additionally, we are, um, we've pushed some fees back. We have waived others. Uh, 
like the liquor license fees come due in July, like July 1st, I believe it is. And so we're going to take a look at where we are then. We'll probably cut it in half or something. But, yeah, council is looking for anything we can possibly do to make it easier on these businesses that have just been clobbered by COVID through no fault of their own. Decatur Mayor Julie Moore Wolf joins us here on the WMAY Morning News Feed at seven fifteen, uh, and on that, uh, you know, the idea of the businesses and how they've been impacted. Um, what are you hearing from uh, the business community in Decatur, uh, especially when it comes to uh, the unilateral approach of the uh, COVID mitigation coming from the governor? Are they are they wanting some more input and, and some more, I guess, seats at the table uh, when we talk about how to respond to a pandemic? Well, I haven't heard that so much as uh, there was just so much frustration over not being able to open and, and, you know, people, you know, in Springfield able to open their restaurants. And, you know, we've, we've been up and down with our numbers, and I was really, really concerned that after the Christmas holidays we would see a surge. We did not see one after Thanksgiving. But, you know, it's like every week that went by, it was it was harder and harder on these businesses. So they really just want the ability to try and take care of their customers in the safest way possible and to make this work because they certainly don't want to be shut down again. That is the worst thing that could, could happen to them. Decatur Mayor Julie Moore-Wolf joining us here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Uh, and when I opened up the newspaper the other day, uh, there was uh, a lot of names tossed out uh, for somebody who could possibly replace uh, the former state senator, Andy Benar, who is now uh, with the Pritzker administration. Uh, and, and being a senior advisor there, that leaves a vacancy for uh, the Senate district in your area. Uh, you know, Names were floated like uh, Springfield Alderwoman Doris Turner, who's also the chair of the Democratic uh, Party here in Sangamon County, uh, even a WMAY host Frank McNeil's name was was brought up in that. Uh, but your name yep. as well has been uh, has been floated. Uh, what kind of interest do you have in that? Especially having the background of being a uh, you know within city government uh, and uh, what what you could uh, bring to the state legislature. Well, there are going to be a lot of people that are interested in this seat, and I kind of thought. Sue Shear, our state representative, would be um, stepping up. She has indicated she's not interested in that seat. But, you know, this is a large district that stretches all the way down into a little part of Madison County. So uh, there will be a lot of interest. There are some great people. I talked to Doris this week about her interest in it and shared my interest. And so it's going to be interesting. But from the standpoint of um, I think I've got a really unique background, uh, starting with media, uh, but you know, I have been the mayor of this community for five years. I've served on the city council since 2009. So I understand the challenges that a lot of our cities face. And I'm first vice president of the Illinois Municipal League. And I, I had a conference call this week with the executive committee and indicated that, you know, I was going to pursue this. And, um, you know, I, I didn't want to leave them hanging. But uh, from their standpoint, it, it was like, you know, it would be great to have somebody else in the legislature that understands what happens in Springfield really impacts every taxpayer in the state of Illinois on the local level. So, you know, so they were uh, very supportive of that. I've had a lot of people that I didn't expect, you know, call me and say, hey, you need to do this, and gave it a lot of thought. Um, and, you know, it's kind of a long shot. There are going to be some great people in there. Everybody's going to want somebody from their area. You know, Springfield is going to want somebody. Decatur obviously wants somebody. Um the southern part of this region is going to want somebody that they, you know, they're used to having Andy Menard, who was a phenomenal, phenomenal senator for all of us. But, you know, they're used to seeing him at the grocery store or at church. And so they still want to have that 
familiarity with someone who is one of their own. So the challenge is going to be for um, whoever represents this district to really be there and, and trying to, you know, come right after Andy Minari is a pretty heavy lift as it is. But, I, you know, I'm excited about it. And it's um, you also have to consider the remap. We don't know what the district right. is going to look like <laughs> really exactly soon. exactly right. Uh, and there's and a whole bunch of other things as well. The budget situation and how uh, you know you may be able to add to that conversation, or um, a variety of other issues the state faces. Uh, and we'll definitely be able to uh, connect with you in the future uh, and see how this transpires. But uh, I, I greatly appreciate you taking the time with us today and to give us an update of what's going on in Decatur and to react to the possibility of uh, your name being in the mix uh, for replacing uh, the vacated Senate seat uh, for with Andy Menar uh, going to the governor's office. Uh, Decatur Mayor Julie. Moore Wolf, thank you so much for taking time with us this morning. Thank you. You have a great day. You too.